Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh, you dig? I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And Marissa, yeah, she was right on the money. Marissa, Marissa Mendez is here. Oh, oh shit. Damn. Marissa. This is Marissa right here. This is the reason why I'm flyer than all you niggas. <laughs> Thanks, too. You understand? This is my dude. This is Marissa, man. It's Taylor Gang and Don. We don't even got to say shit because Marissa explains it all. And you do know that. Okay, after a few trial and errors, we made it. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Marissa Explains It All. I am your hello, host. Hello. And that is Joyce. Um, we missed last week because I was in New Jersey and I tried to record a quick episode for you. Well, I did record a quick episode for you guys. It was like 30 minutes long, but it was mostly just me crying about my dog, so... It was in everyone's best interest that we didn't put it out. (laughs) I miss my fucking dog, bro. So for those of you that follow me, which I assume is most of you, if you listen to my podcast, whether on Twitter or Instagram, or if you follow Guap, uh, a week and a half ago, last Sunday, uh, we decided to put Nova down. Also, disclaimer, before I tell this little quick story, everyone, even though I think Joyce already knows the story. Um... I love you guys so much and thank you all for your kind words, but please, after hearing this little part, do not continue to send me messages apologizing for my loss or saying sorry for your loss and shit like that because all it does is make me more sad despite the good intentions. So I will take your great intentions in advance and say thank you and let's just avoid all that. Thank you. So um, yeah, over the summer, I told you all this, right, Joyce? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so over the summer... Um, I think I talked about it a little bit. We ended up having to go to the vet a thousand dollars later. I found out his intestines are pretty much failing and like shit is leaking into his ass. And then there was like hernias and like glands that were filling up with the shit that was leaking out of his intestines and they needed to do surgery to close up the intestines. But it turns out he has a heart murmur or had, so they couldn't do it, but they said he still could possibly live two to three years with this issue. Um, and they drained his glands, gave him some medicine so he stopped throwing up and having diarrhea and so that his butt no longer looked like it was falling out of his body and sent us on our way. And um, in the last month, as I discussed, he's been having incontinence and things like that. And there's been blood in his urine and all of that stuff. And then on last two Sunday mornings ago or whenever that was, I woke up and he was having the intestine problems once again and throwing up everywhere and diarrhea and his but looked like it was falling out of his body again. And, um, oh, so we talked to the doctor and everything, and it just made the most sense to put him down. And um, uh, I told Guap, well, I mean, obviously we decided together. And so then he came over early in the day, like 1 p.m., and our appointment was for 6. And it was really nice because Nova never really got to, like, spend time with both of us at the same time and that little boy fucking like adored the shit out of us both so it was really nice to be able to spend the afternoon with him together and guap's mom was there too because um she's helped raise nova since they got him in 2013 when they adopted him um and she was actually in jail at the time and uh and this is not me telling his business because he tells this all the time not the specific dog story but that his parents were in jail he definitely comes from a line of scamming and shit like that. Um, 
So his mom was in jail at the time and never wanted a dog. So him and his girlfriend at the time adopted Novi. And then the mom came home and was like, what the fuck is this? And then obviously, because Nova is the coolest dog in the whole world, she fell in love with him too. And um, his grandma, or, or in, in the Philippine community, they say Lola. Yeah, yeah Lola. Lola. Um, she loved Nova too, but she's still in the Bay. So they FaceTimed her and she was, you know, saying her goodbyes to Nova. And we ordered him a T-bone steak and Where he from? fucking went to- um i don't know i just typed in like steak on uh the app and yeah and they delivered you know they had that it had mashed potatoes so he rocked the fuck out and he loved that bone and um we drove him to the hospital and he was like having not hospital whatever you call the vet and he was like having a whole photo shoot with guap and uh, you know they put you in a room and they let you take your time and they the doctors leave and stuff and you know they let you just spend time with them until you're ready and and then um when we finally were ready and like we knocked on the door I felt like like Nova knew because whenever we like let him go he'll just roam and be fine but like the second we knocked on the door like he came whimpering to me and to Guap and I just felt so bad and and um and uh you (laughs) I've definitely you know shared my trial and tribulations over the last year that I've had Nova on my podcast, not with him, but I just mean dating and all the different things. So as you guys can imagine, I've certainly uh, shed my fair share of tears in my home while Nova was here. And while yes, I can be like, come here and like we cuddle. He never was like the dog that was overly concerned that his owner was crying. (laughs) And yet, and still that day in the room when I started really crying, like he came right to me and was like trying to, I don't want to say comfort me because that just sounds a little delusional, but yeah, it was really, it was, it was nice and sad at the same time. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it sucks. It feels like a breakup. It feels worse than a breakup. I mean, I'm not like walking around to say it again. You definitely need like your form of grieving for such a loss. I know it, it's, it sucks. And it's like, I'm sure you guys have realized I went through an actual breakup recently and I probably cried maybe like one and a half times about that for like a minute each, if that. That's another story for a whole other day. I guess because I wasn't even sad about it. Like I just had to walk away because that shit was so fucking stupid. But, um, and like even in the aftermath of the breakup, like immediately, like the same day I broke up with him, I could look at pictures of us or see a picture of him and it like, you know, when you really love somebody or you're like upset about a breakup, like you see a picture and you just, you feel like that tightness in your chest and shit like that or the knot in your stomach. I didn't feel that at all when I would see a picture of him. But the second I see a picture of Nova, I see the name Nova, I see someone else's dog. I get a whiff of dog in the house from like somewhere he was laying or something that like, that just still has a scent. Like, oh, child, that shit is motherfucking rough. No, it totally is. And that, oh. I mean, I lost my childhood dog about two, maybe three years ago. She's my best Ooh. friend growing up. I have her tatted on my arm. Like, we were joined at the hip. I didn't have siblings growing up. I got her when I was 11. I would fill out on school forms where it says siblings. I'd put Ginger Adams. Like, we were. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, God. when he, dude, like, 
dogs they're they're a part of your life and they're just so sweet and they love you unconditionally and you know unconditionally man unconditionally no no dog can replace another one that you had but it's it's so cool too just knowing that like every dog that enters your life has its own personality like you guys will have your own special bond and it's so sweet yeah. and it's something that can't like honestly like Saki is like my son he's like a baby and like Ginger was like my sister and it's just so funny because you can have like those types of relationships with different animals yeah it's so <laughs> yo it's so funny that you say that because yeah my my I mean I had a couple dogs in childhood but there was none that I'm like particularly attached to because uh we never kept any dog longer than probably two years or so um but any of those dogs, they always felt like, yeah, just my sibling dog. And um, Nova, like, literally felt like my child, you know? So it's definitely a very different feeling. And I um, I can say, I guess I'm gr- not great. Grateful sound is not the right choice of word. But I- I'm happy that, it was- that I only had them, like, a year just, like, I mean, only in the healing process, when it's down the line, I'm going to wish I had them longer. But throughout the healing process, it's like, because it was only a year, it wasn't like I have so many memories with him that every little thing reminds me of him versus if I had him for years and years, we probably had way more experiences. So way more things would trigger my memory to think of him. So in that sense, it's a little easier because it's not like, you know, I've lived in this house before I had him. So I could still wake up and not be like, oh, every time I walked in this corner, corner Nova followed me. You know what I mean? Like right. shit like that. So oh, yeah. it's just um, literally one of those things that nothing's going to make it better but time. Rest you know? in peace to a good dog. We love the goodest love dog Nova. ever. We love you, Novalicious, my chocolate chipmunk And pancake. I still have a whole bag of Nova stamped condoms in my car. <laughs> my baby is a legend and he will live on forever. It's probably not a good place to keep it. Doesn't Isn't the heat going to like melt the rubber? Do you think that people would actually use them? Like, hold on. Wait a minute. I have a tampon. It doesn't, a tampon. A condom. <laughs> what? <laughs> How, um... How much did it cost to make? They're probably like such cheap kinds. Um, I think it was like eighty bucks for like sixty. Something like that. I mean, I mean, you really weren't paying for the condoms. You were paying yeah, for the for, print, the, for the wrapper. They're really cute. I would love to play a little Russian roulette and try this <laughs> oh out. My God. Oh my god! I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> nah, on some shit though. I'm not even like. Uh, what did when did I dump his stupid? Uh, September something for like the first or second week of September. Um, but I'm still I'm in like that you know that weird phase part of like a breakup where it's like you're starting to get horny again, but you kind of don't want anyone else yet, and you see kind of just want to dip back into the old dicks, but like no one really deserves the pussy like that. What I do exclusively at this in my life I have not like sought out new dick in so long it's always like everybody who's already been a contestant I just dip right back into it and I don't go out and look for anyone new because it's like so much fucking work I don't want to do that shit it's exhausting bro and I but fucking, you're right they don't the old ones I, I do was, not deserve it 
they don't and that's why they're the old ones i know like i wish i just had i mean like i have a select couple from recent years that are like it was nothing more than sex so there was nothing done really wrong because we both knew what the agreement was kind of thing not agreement but you know what i mean like what we were there for so technically i could but i just feel like well, there's one person specifically I'm thinking of. And like, I've been like entertaining him, just like texting him. But I have, this is the same one like years ago, <laughs> like two years ago. I told him to pull up on me. And then when he pulled up, I just oh didn't my God, answer Marissa, That was terrible. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. And I'm so fucked up. I cannot believe he still messes with you. I know. Well, it's funny because, and I still haven't met up with him since then. But every now and again, like I'll respond to. Him. I had him blocked for like the last like year plus because he would just text me at like two in the he morning. Really I'm trying like, to bro, hit like, it. on some super I'm, like the horny. It'd be like the horniest messages yeah! ever at two a.m. Just be like, if you don't get the, f-, I would always wake up to it because you know I go to bed at like eleven. I'm an old lady. I would look at this shit like, bro, if you get the fuck off my phone. <laughs> He's like a hornball, and so whenever I'm feeling like talking about like really disgusting shit, I'll text him. But I have no plans of actually doing that in real life. So, and I'm already kind of just getting over the texting, so I'm probably gonna just stop answering him altogether, and then probably block him again in like a week or two. But in this the is meantime, his I'll just opportunity. keep messaging. <laughs> I mean, he's not even here anyway. He's on the road, but. Yeah. See, with me, it's like Mm. there's the old guys, and they're either all like most of them are my friends, like my really good friends that I've happened to hook up with that I don't have any feelings for. We're totally still friends, and we've been friends this whole time. Or it's like people that don't fucking live in this state. So it's like, why the fuck am I texting you anyway? This doesn't work out. I feel like that's all my my people ever. Like no one ever fucking lives in the state of California. Well, that person does, but he's never here anyway. So does it actually count? No. So yeah, I keep fucking dating people on the East Coast too. Like that was fucking. So what are you gonna do? There were big talks about possibly moving. Have you decided or given it more thought? I decided it's exhausting. I decided it's just way too exhausting. So. I'm going to just stick it out here. Yeah. Sorry. It's just, I mean, I'm moving. I'm going to just get an apartment over here. So at least it's a change. Yeah. I just want to, I want to make it, I feel like I talked about this now. I want to just make it like my last apartment before I like get a place with somebody. So, I mean, who knows how long that'll be, but whether it be a year or however long, but I've never lived on my own in a place that wasn't already furnished like the one apartment the apartment I had in Jersey City for I want to say six years by myself um that came fully furnished yeah 2012 to oh no 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 no, I'm sorry five years to 2017 or yeah. yeah 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 it was a dope ass apartment too but this, um, it was an older gay man that owned it, like a super, super, like flamboyant, fucking coolest guy ever, a super flamboyant gay man. So the apartment was as flamboyant as him. <laughs> and um, I wasn't allowed to really change much. So, and then like, you know, here, this apartment, me and Mike, it's probably, it's de- not probably, it's definitely the most like me apartment I've ever had as far as the core goes. But again, you still have to compromise. And with another is person. really so making compromise? Place- There's pictures of her face all over the wall. You step into her 
You set, you set them to her kitchen. There's cupcakes everywhere. You, you go. There's freaking quotes. There's literally just pictures and paintings of Marissa. <laughs> but there's also paintings of Mike. We literally just hung one up today oh. of him, like as a silver crusader or something we replaced my cupcake photo with it and it's directly across from his drake plaque so this living room is all zoms and yes but i mean and the quotes like it's a starter from the bottom quote in the kitchen so that's for him it's little wayne quotes in the bathroom so that's for both of us because that's both of our goat and then what's in my bathroom is for me and it's only pock anyway but for my apartment my next one i want like a fucking rainbow kitchen like the Lisa Frank kitchen like I visited and lyrics about sucking dick on the walls and eat that pussy like cold pizza like I just I want it to be ridiculous um Guap Dad's album dropped on Friday I'm very excited about it it's an amazing album I will have to say it's the only album of importance that came out on Friday even though absolutely I have yet to hear it (laughs) You haven't listened. I mean, it's not like you guys are the best of friends, so I guess I'm not completely. I shocked. don't like this. Oh, yes, um, I haven't. I just honestly don't really listen to music in general. I'm not opposed to listening to it. I just haven't, you know, gotten around to it. But I did see that it it's been getting a lot of love, and that's exciting. Yes, and it also got a lot of uh, free press this week because um, I, so that dropped on Friday. It's called Dior Deposits. Go stream it. It's amazing. It has Tory Lanez. It has g Easy. It has Buddy. Um, I would say my favorite track is the Buddy track. Um, it has, I don't know, a shit ton of people. And one of the other people is Black on a song called Prada Process. And on the song, Guap Dad says a line that says, you're doing right, but we don't care. We call that doing Russ. The song dropped in August before the album came out. It was like one of the pre-singles kind of thing. And many people took that as a diss to Russ. So in the meantime, since August, I don't know when this was, maybe September, Guap DM'd Russ and was like, yo, that wasn't a diss, just letting you know, whatever, whatever. According to Guap, Russ left him on red. But, you know, as far as Guap knew, there was no actual beef. So fast forward to this past Saturday, and they both performed at the same festival in Texas. And Russ walked up to Guap and said he wanted to talk about the song. So Guap, you know, puts his stuff down to talk about the song, and Russ punched him in the face. And then um, the security that Russ had was, like, basically jumped Guap. So now that's making its rounds on social media. And um, Everyday Struggle covered it. And Joe talked about it, apparently, on the latest episode of his podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, but apparently he was trying to shade Guap. Oh, and uh, like But then he read the lyrics and was like, oh, shit, he's kind of high. And uh, so now people are tweeting Guap, like, oh, Joe has to come to the Bay for, you know, his live show. The Bay's going to ride for you. It's not going to be safe for him. And Guap put out a tweet today, like, ain't no need to fight Joe Budden. Like, he's friends with my friend. Um, let's just leave it at that. He's doing what he's supposed to do. But as far as Russ, I don't know what's going to happen with that situation. And academics is a motherfucking dick sucker because his coverage of it was just like, Russ looking uh, cool and unbothered after delivering a beatdown on Guap Dad. And, you know, then Guap looks exactly the same too, no marks or anything. And he's like, 
I don't know. Everything was just basically sucking Russ's dick because academics is a dick sucker. So, but either way, because of that, it's getting on every website, every blog, I definitely every everything. Saw it all over the internet, and it was yeah on my Twitter, and I was just like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Yeah, so I'm really happy that uh, you know, as they say, all press is good press. I'm sure it's kind of annoying to have to deal with this type of situation on the week that you're supposed to only be celebrating, you know what I mean? Because your album came out, but again, just helps with press. So people have been tweeting in a, like underneath um, his tweet, like, oh, you know, I never heard of you before this and I actually listened to your music. You're pretty tight. So it's obviously doing what it's supposed to do. So shout out to Russ for being a bitch. You know? What is the vibe of the album? Um... I'm not see this is why I don't do album reviews because my wordplay as far as describing shit isn't isn't fantabulous at all but it's like mostly all bops like nothing too deep or <laughs> introspective nothing too hood nothing too sing-songy it's literally like a nice eclectic mix for every ear could they all be singles like he had absolutely gotcha it's I feel literally like that's the a kind of music that Bob makes they're like I agree party with you tunes, 100%. Like, absolutely. Yeah, nothing's too drive to much it, one way or the other. To yes. when you're outside at the smoke. gym. Smoke. Ah, yep. Maybe not smoke. I mean, depending on what kind of smoking you're doing. But yeah. True. Like, I like to turn up smoke, so. Yeah. Do you, Marissa, I feel which, like you like to smoke and sit on your couch. I do, but I mean, turn up as far as, like, be happy and not That's, sit there and, like, yes. Being a good be mood. deep in my set. Gotcha. Exactly. Yeah. Smoke for my good Not mood. And as soon as we are done recording this, I'm going to try this new edible I bought today called ProTab. And it's described as a cerebral high designed to stimulate your mind. It's 10 tablets and each one has 25 milligrams of THC. So I'm very excited about taking like three. Do you think that's too much? No, I don't think that's too much. Honestly, it just depends on... So I walked into this dispensary uh, two days ago, and I was like... I was just Mm -hmm. going in to buy a cartridge for my pen, and I started talking to the bud tender there. He was like, Mm -hmm. really helpful, really nice. And then he was like, are you interested in edibles? And I was like, "Mm, honestly, I like them, but I'm not really trying to spend that much money right now. I only pulled 60 bucks from the ATM. He like opens this jar for me and he has a jar full of, you know, just like pills that it sounds really sketchy, but it's not. But you know how you could fill. Yeah. You know how you can fill like capsules up with anything. So it's a tincture that they had made and they were 100 milligrams each in like a pill form. And he was like, you will love oh these, and, he, and they're and they're five dollars each. And I was like, honestly, I was like, I'm gonna what? not for it today. He's like, yeah, but like, if you're really trying to like go to a rave, I was like, I don't think I could go anywhere. I think I'd go to the grave before I went to a rave. Like, <laughs> I was like, um, I don't know what kind of person I look like to you, but I don't think I could be taking a hundred milligram edible and going to fucking a rave, and. I feel like that should be the name of the episode from the grave to the rave. <laughs> Honestly, so I think I'm going to go back and try those. I have taken, though, before, Marissa, a 500 milligram edible. And. Mm-hmm. Wait, one one edible yes, was 500 milligrams? Yes, it was a cookie milligrams? that was 500 milligrams. 
I took that and I woke up with better to be weird tattooed on one arm and then boring tatted on my other arm upside down. That's all really I mean, if nothing else describes you, it would be that phrase. <laughs> but did you know you got it or like did you black out? I didn't like black alcohol? out, but I, I just I was just so relaxed when I was getting it. Have I ever told this story before? I feel like I did. I want to say well, basically did, I went to this bar I... and outside the bar there was a truck and I, of course I thought it was a taco truck and being me I had to get some tacos I walk up to the truck and it turns out it's a tattoo truck parked outside the bar okay and okay. this is like when my, I think actually we were on our way out because I was like I'm way too high I need to go home like and it's sleepy time <laughs> and uh mm-hmm. i literally was like okay well if i can't get tacos like yeah shit i'm gonna get a fucking tattoo i wrote better to be weird than boring myself so this tattoo is in my own handwriting i remember just looking at caroline That's and being cool. like i spelled weird right right it's spelled right like i want to just make sure that everything is spelled right if i'm gonna fucking do this right now and I remember getting it done, but then when I woke up the next morning, I like I was really asleep and like, you know, in a funk. And I was like, why are my arms kind of mm-hmm. sweaty? And then I, there was like cling wrap, like wrapped around my arms. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I got a tattoo last night. Cool. <laughs> oh wow, I've never been that high. And honestly, I don't think I've been as um uh, euphorically high as I was on the like the cushy punch samples I had last year because the thing with that ones too like those were all it was about a year ago like a few days ago that I started getting into weed and edibles at all because they were available at um Tory Lane's party and I had just started my diet so instead of drinking alcohol with everybody I'm like fuck it I'll just take these edibles that are here because I just want to feel something and um so I'm assuming they were like a new batch of like testers that are supposed to only be free at parties or something. I'm not quite sure, but everything was 25 milligrams per little square versus after that, I ended up speaking with them and I um, did an endorsement deal with them at the top of the year. So they sent me a bunch of product, but everything only was uh, 10 grams each. Yeah. They're like small doses. So it ended up even. Yeah. So even though I, t- I would take like three to get it up to 30, it would not have the same effect as the 125 one did, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Does that make sense to you? I don't know why it did that. Like why, if it's 30 and it's more, that doesn't, that doesn't but make it was any three, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's just because it's concentrated in one versus spread out over three, it may just not hit as hard potentially. I don't know. I don't know enough about weed yet. I'm still trying to learn. But anywho, so I've still been kind of chasing like that really great. I guess it is. It was a cerebral high. So I'm hoping that whatever this pro tab thing is does that for me. And I'm still trying to figure out how to open it for the last like 10 minutes. Those childproof things it. always fucking get me. I can't open shit. This, this shit is like, it's not even childproof. It's fucking human proof. This shit is retarded. Not a good word. This shit is stupid. What are like things that are like really standard that most humans should be able to do that you just for some reason can't? Like, for example, using a lighter. Roll. 
Well, it wasn't, well, I mean, yeah, I literally couldn't, but it wasn't because I didn't know how I just, my body, I was so, and I still am very scared of fire, but my body was so petrified. Like I literally could not muster the strength to do the, to like flick the silver part. Like I legitimately, I would like really try, not fake try, not try to be funny, like alone, everything. I could not muster the strength. To fucking light for the me, it's freaking can openers and like opening like soda cans. Like I just don't <laughs> fucking like to do it. And I and I and there's also just in life things that I pretend I'm really bad at so that no one makes me do it again or they think that I'm incompetent at doing it. But honestly, I might fucking kill at doing it. It's just something I don't want to fucking do. Yeah, there's a lot of things I have like that. Oh my god, these look like. These look like e-pills. I mean, I don't know what an e-pill looks like, but I feel like it looks like this. They're like got, little, they look like... I got little mint oh, samples know. at the dispensary, too. And yeah, they they're, like they're only two and a half milligrams each, so they're apparently... Oh, yeah, yeah they're, they're like for good for like the daytime to like take at work. Not that I'm going to try it because I'm a professional lady and I would never get high at work. <laughs> Do you swallow these things or do you eat it? It doesn't tell me what to do. Swallow with liquid. Oh. To start. Just take the whole half. thing. No, Go for it. Half. I'm okay. an enabler. Small balls to the motherfucking wall, bro. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. And then ro- rolling is definitely not my forte either. And we've discussed this before, but I've learned again this weekend. I'm like, you know, I've been smoking pretty steadily now for some months. So. I should be able to do it now. And I was home in Jersey and I ended up having actually copping weed from somebody. That's how I was like, wow, I'm really like smoking now. And so I bought this bag of weed from this guy. I had him roll as many blunts as we could in the place we were at, which ended up only being, or joints, ended up only being like four. So I smoked those in two days. And then I'm like, well, I have these papers and this weed. So I'm going to just figure it out myself. And I tried all these recommended tutorials that people were telling me to try. I tried Seth Rogan's. I tried I Wiz I tried Tupac's. Everyone. It just wasn't that. Th- it was like I couldn't get the like making it a tight roll. Like it literally looked like I just crumpled up a ball of weed in a piece of paper. <laughs> I can roll joints. Okay, for me, the easiest way to roll a joint is you got to get the filter right. Like you got to get the filter into a cone shape so that you can kind of structure the paper around it. Easiest way to do it. Okay. And like, well, I've decided that I'm (laughs) not going to do that anyway. So I'm going to just stick to edibles and pre-rolls. It makes me feel like I may not spend as much, but now I'll probably end up spending more money. Obviously, it's kind of to this day. My, I just can't. To this day, I have an ex boyfriend who literally rolled the best joints I've ever seen, like the tightest, like best tucks. I can't. Like, I honestly, I've seen other people too have joints, and like, I recognize that like he rolled them. Like, I'll be like, oh fuck, like that's an amazing joint. Um, I don't know anyone that rolled particularly amazing days. Like um, over there in the over in the BX, he was rolling fucking like the skinniest J's ever with blend? like not a lot of weed in it. I feel like people Can have such blends? different approaches, huh? Mm-hmm. Can I do blunts? 
You know, I can do a blunt roll or a blunt wrap, I think it was called. Did you ever use those back in the day? Yeah, like, the like flavor swishers shit? and shit. Uh, was it a swisher? It like comes with like a little, it's like wrapped they, around like a little I'll, straw. Yeah, almost. those are whack. Yeah, that was the only thing I could actually do because it's like small and kind of already really good cut. Shape you know, just you just put it in like, there and you just roll it up. Roll it up. <laughs> roll it up. Exactly. Yeah. So in college, that one year that I smoked when I dated that guy, uh, my sophomore year that was a smoker, um, when he wasn't around and I was still kind of like into it, I would just buy those because that was the only thing I can do. But he used to smoke uh, Dutches. Like he would cut the Dutch in half with the fucking knife and do the whole shit like that shit seems like so much fucking with the work knife bro if you really know how to break it down the dutch yeah. or what, like with your mm-hmm. with your thumb f- nail yeah i mean that's yeah uh i haven't been around wayne in, in a while that's smoking, how i do but it. that's what he but would I, always do eh, too whatever like, i i like rolling nail. like backwoods are really easy to roll too like when blunts are easy just because they're big and so like they're, 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 you don't have to be as nimble with your hands. They're that so would smell really you. good. Well, in the pack. I don't know about they're like, the actual They're all so bad for you. Blunts it, are terrible, and pack. I love them. And it's bad. <laughs> I mean, my mom was trying to tell me that papers are bad for you, too, because there's yeah, the, the most papers, like The most like, natural like, things to smoke are, like, hemp papers. Mm-hmm. Like, really? there are certain papers, too. I don't know what papers, like, you use or whatever, but, like, the thickest, Whatever's like, the available. easiest to roll <laughs> are probably the thicker papers, which are meant for, like, cigarettes, and they're, like, damn near white, and then, like, the ones mm. that are really, like, see-through and, like, delicate, almost like rice paper, those are harder, but, like, the hemp ones are, like, the best for you. So essentially, I should just stick to edibles then because none of them are really like that great for you, right? Smoking smoking in general general is not not very healthy, but I was reading too that like an edible high and a smoking high are literally damn near like two different drugs. Like, that's what I feel like. And that's what like, I'm still, I'm still learning highs, but I've also realized that like, I can take the same edible at different times in a day. So and I get, it's apparently edibles, I like just, I, I don't really know the exact science behind it, but the way that it like gets into your bloodstream, like something like smoking activates like w- one part of it. And then like ingesting it activates like something else, which literally makes it a whole different kind of psychoactive. Mm-hmm. So like when you take an edible, you'll have more like actual psychoactive uh, like properties to it so like not hallucinating but definitely like more in your own head whereas when you're smoking it's just like giggly like you're not really like going anywhere you're just kind of I don't know you're not really getting lost in anything whereas like when you take I an edible it's like a psychoactive yeah, I, I, which is what I'm looking for when I'm home. You know what I mean? Like I want to like get into a crazy headspace so I can like create type of shit. And these right here, I'm hoping like it's really as crazy as it seems like it's going to be because it says to stimulate your mind. So Lock in I can deal. create some cool shit on there. Yeah, wouldn't that be really cool? I'm hoping that that's what happens. I guess we'll know in 30 minutes to an hour. 
if I start posting. Oh my god, wait! I was I was listening to like some podcast or somebody was talking about how they really wanted to take an Ambien because they haven't been getting a lot of sleep. But before they took the Ambien, they had to delete like Snapchat, uh-huh. Instagram, Twitter, like everything off their phone because they were scared of like who they would be when they took Ambien and the things that they would be posting on the internet because that shit makes you like do crazy stuff like out of body experience. It's a sleeping age, but like people just start talking out of their ass or like things that they really do not want to be sharing in real life too. Like, I don't know if you've ever met or encountered somebody that's been on Xanax and you're just like, the fuck are you saying, bro? Like what? It's just totally unfiltered. And so does, so, well, you just said Xanax. So is that. Did They're similar. Indian, They're both like they put you in a zone and you just don't really have any control. And you don't remember. That's the worst part is that you'll wake up and like have yeah. no idea that you did any crazy shit at all. Well, I don't know if I'd want to do that because I want to remember. But I, I, like, I, I want right to try now. mushrooms, for example, but I would do the same thing. <laughs> Oh, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm sitting on them, though. I'm not ready either. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, like, I would totally want to do the same thing. Like, delete Twitter, Instagram, or at least just give away my phone so I don't have access to that at the moment. Because it's just exhausting to have to delete all those apps and That's then log true. back into all your multiple accounts and shit like that. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I, I would love to try it just to see if I could, you know, unlock some shit inside. But because they say like, you know, it really takes you to like deeper parts of your brain and it uncovers memories that like you haven't accessed in a very long time. Um, So I would like to experience that. I just feel like all of that stuff is very cool while you're on a journey to like self-growth and all that cool shit. Like all of that really weed has a hundred and thousand percent like helped my self-betterment journey this past year. Um, But yes, I would love to try that with shrooms. But I don't know. I just have this inherent fear that it's going to just like make me get naked and like run down the street and think I'm being chased by like clothes eating fucking demons so or something. You, think that, you know, you know like, like uh, drugs like this bring you back to a certain place, whether it's good memories or bad memories. But let's say it's like you are in the future and you had an opportunity to go back to this year and like all of the best memories from this year, what would they be? Mm hmm. Or like, what's like the most mem? What's been like the most memorable? I I feel like my year has really been focused on like Mm -hmm. dating for the first time because, and I I guess I've talked about this, but like you know, prior to this year and really like focusing on me and like being an adult and doing adult shit. Like I kind of just you know casually have relationships with people, never really like dated for real. So there really wasn't necessarily any highlights. I mean, I've had fun moments this year, but more than anything, I love 2019 because I've just learned a lot about myself. So other than like my, I guess my birthday weekend, I would go back to, but there's probably This year has been such a fucking like blob. Like it's just, I don't know. It it went by. I've definitely like, I'm happy. I'm in a great headspace. I had a great year, but nothing like gotcha. it was just a, a year of. Growth, so there might not be a single standout from this really year, it. but in general, this you? year might be a marker and standout. Absolutely, absolutely. That's it. That's exactly how I would put it. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, 
that's good enough. Fucking, speaking of which, not really. Let me tell you about the fucking day I had, bro. I fucking came back late last night from Jersey. So I got back in um, my crib probably like 1130. I'm expecting four packages. I only have two and the two are little ones that I didn't really care about anyway. The other two, one was like a $75 candle order from Bath and Body Works. (laughs) which is like six candles. So I fucking wanted my shit. And then the other one, Fashion Nova had sent me some clothes. So neither one of those was there. I was like, all right, well, maybe they haven't been delivered yet. And I checked both of their things and they're both delivered. So I started my day off. Yeah, started my day off missing two important packages. Then I get a fucking alert from Chase that (laughs) someone was trying to have a motherfucking party in the Bay. And at a BevMo charged $920 worth of liquor to my debit card. Did they actually get your card? Was it? Or was it Guap Dad? No, they don't have my card. Yeah, no, I'm just, I just asked Guap, but he's like, shut the fuck up. Um, no, I have my card. So they, they copied my shit. Um, and they tried twice too with my card, but thank God Chase just flagged it. Chase was like, it you through. don't party like that. Um, and me discovering it later. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, bitch, you barely ever drink. You spend your money on weed. What is this? Um, so yeah, so I got that alert. So now I have to wait, you know, Chase is such a dick. They like, I have to wait five to seven business days. There is no, you, I cannot go into the store. Everyone keeps saying that it doesn't work. I went into the bank before they told me, no, you have to wait. So now I have to wait a week for my debit card. And then my Wi-Fi went out completely and I had to work off my hotspot on my phone, but I don't have service in my house really, which is why anyone who calls me knows they always have to call me on FaceTime audio when I'm in my house. And so I had to work off a hotspot on one bar for double XL for five hours. So you didn't imagine think how to go to slow Starbucks that internet or was. It felt like I was in like I could have, but I was in the middle of my actual shift, and I would have had to go like upstairs, take a shower, do all the shit, and I wouldn't have been able to be on the computer and in on, in the shower at the same time, you know. And then driving there, it would have been a whole thing. So I didn't bother, and instead. Just waited, but I have to really count my blessings because Spectrum was able to get a person out the same day and replaced our modem. So perhaps our internet will go even faster than usual now. I also, basically what happened was our modem completely failed and I'm pretty sure it's because Nova kept on it all the time. (laughs) And I feel very bad for our technician because he was just... Ooh, he has you had him on his hands and knees yeah. fishing out piss. Yeah, girl. Yeah. So, uh, that's all. That was dirty. And then my dumbass, I'm sitting here smoking. A, I lit a joint while he was over there, like working. And I'm like, wait a second, I probably can't be smoking around a professional that has to go back to work, and then he's gonna smell like weed. So I, I mean, quickly you can go home. I feel like you can do whatever the fuck you want. That's what I was thinking, but I just felt like it was very disrespectful. But to then do that. again, what if it was like heroin like you have someone come into you're in my house i'm gonna do some heroin right yeah so i mean but yeah so like i said i'm thankful that he was able to fix that shit within like 10 minutes we're back online um i'm thankful that my bank was able to catch it before it went through so it's not like i have to wait for money to come back into my account or anything and both Fashion Nova and Bath and Body Works immediately shipped me a replacement package without asking oh, any questions okay. at all. That's, yeah. that's dope. Yeah. So, well, so thanks. If I have a, a homegirl over at Fashion Nova. So shout out to her because she is the reason why it was so easy. And shout out to Bath and Body Works customer service team because they were fucking amazing and responded almost um, within the hour. So like almost immediately. My question and, for you. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Go ahead. Do you light these candles? 
So I used to never because Bath and Body Works candles are so strong that you could just leave it there and you still get all the whiffs and stuff. Um, And then also they're fucking expensive. It's like $25 per three wick candle. I mean, you can always catch a sale, but regardless, the candles are pretty fucking pricey. So I used to be like, why the fuck would I burn it and ruin the candle and then have to keep it? I don't understand. So you would just never burn it and it would last forever. Yeah, I, I have plenty of candles in my home that I've had for upwards but of But do they eight actually years. smell? If yes. You oh, no. They still smell amazing. Yeah, no, literally. And like, Oh, because like I said, Marissa, I walk into your house and does it, it does not smell like Bath and Body Works. Well, you, you have to like, you. it's not going to just fucking permeate through the whole home if you're in the that vicinity. That happens if you light candle. it. Huh? Well, exactly. What's what I'm saying? You're asking me. I'm just answering the question. (laughs) I didn't say I needed to permeate throughout my whole home. Um, But yeah, so whenever I'm in, like, I have a candle on my uh, table in my living room. So when I sit next to it, I could smell it the entire time while on my my computer and shit like that in my room. I, my there's candles next to my bed. I could smell those the entire time. Shit like that. Um, But. Mike started getting into lighting candles like last year sometime and the ambience, the vibe was so fire that I was just like, nah, I want to do that shit too. So now I fucking light them and it's a very expensive habit to have. But it's it's so nice. You're like enveloped in like this warm scented goodness. And you get to like just see the flickering light and it just feels so vibey and like nice. And then I if you hate smoking, that word, vibey. I mean, it's literally the best word to describe that exact scenario. Scenario, scenario, scenario. Is it to me? Is it like either one? Scenario or scenario? It's scenario. Scenarios for like a douchebag. That's like and a target like person. Yeah, but I'm assuming you still can actually say it. I don't know, but um, I also. Oh, what did we say we want to talk about? Omarion and April. What a shit show. <laughs> well, not him in particular, but just the whole April and Little Fizz thing. And everyone is praising Omarion for being completely silent. And I just rose, I rose, raised, raised a point on Twitter earlier today. Simply a question, not defending either one, but I was saying, how do we actually know that Omarion's maybe not doing anything behind the scenes, provoking her to just lash out but everyone unanimously responded and said that april's batshit crazy and is always looking for a reason to like expose him or something so they believe that was he actually being an asshole behind closed doors she would have been exposed that so other people had the theory that he's probably just staying silent as possible so that he can win in court and get full custody of the kids that's so crazy how things like reach the internet and how they have to but yeah wait what do you mean though like for like for her to be like like because he really is doing nothing and I feel well at least that's what we're seeing and like yeah he's not responding publicly yeah right and she's just ah I mean it is a crazy situation like you know I tend to always side for with the woman because a lot of times there's you know so much shit going on behind the scenes and stuff which is why I even wanted to look at it from that direction but regardless of the situation I mean and from what I understand I've I never watched the show and I never really followed any of them but from what I understand like Omarion kind of left her high and dry and she was very heartbroken about it so I do sympathize yeah you know and I do kind of understand 
the the need for I guess you want to call that revenge in a sense not necessarily like she's only dating Fizz for revenge but the fact that she's getting such a satisfaction out of the situation I understand it I don't think it's right and especially in all like the readings I've been doing lately like all of them it, it just keeps reminding you like stop trying to get back at somebody for doing you wrong like all you're responsible for is how you like you know how you react to shit that happens to you. You can't be responsible for the shit that happened to you personally. Like if someone did something to you, let the universe handle them. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you're, that's you're fair. not supposed to be the judge, the jury and like, and God and like punish people. You know what I'm saying? Like that's their own journey to deal with. Um, so I can't say that I necessarily agree with her actions, but at the same time, like the bandmate is, that's so crazy, bro. <laughs> like, like, Oh, I, it's it's a lot. I I could understand an acquaintance, like go for a fucking acquaintance. Like me, uh, you know, I never spoke in depth with Amber about the MGK situation or whatever it is. Like I I have honestly, I I'm literally only speaking from an outsider's perspective at that point. But like, if if the goal was, in a sense, revenge a little bit on Wiz for doing her wrong. That I get because it wasn't like him and MGK were the fucking best of friends kicking it every day. They were acquaintances. They were cool. They did a song together once. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they, you know, every now and again, they right, each but they weren't like bros. Exactly. So that kind of relationship between two men, I understand like dating that person as a form of revenge. If you're really seeking it again, as far as the Amber thing, we literally never discussed that. So I, I'm not saying that's what she did before. I have absolutely no idea literally just speaking as a spectator but um for anything else like i i just i couldn't do it that's I, I, in a normal human not normal human in a normal non-famous person's life that's like dating someone in their same fucking crew like <laughs> that happens though you it does happen but like that's that's so much for me. That's a lot. I I couldn't, dude. If a I dude smashed one of my friends, I would lose my mind. Like somebody that I was, first of all, a close friend of mine, and a guy that okay that I was married to or in a relationship with. Like he's getting murdered. Like there's, there's right. really and nothing it's like, to it. I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> I mean, and me personally, my situ, like my my thought process rather, like. If someone does me wrong, I don't ever want to see them, hear about them, speak to them ever oh, again. Oh, I saw your I tweet. Them, um, oh, oh, yeah. No, I meant like, yeah, that was something different. But yeah, same vibe. Like, I want you out of my fucking life. So for that, like, that's another reason why I would never want to fuck with one of your friends or anybody to get revenge because it still puts me in your circle. You know what I mean? Like, I... That, I feel like that would be counterproductive to any healing I'm trying to do. But I mean, unless someone really gets off on revenge, but I would not want to be dealing with anyone associated with you because that still puts you in my atmosphere. And the point of a breakup is to get you the fuck away from the atmosphere, you know? Right. Hmm. In conclusion, uh, April's wild. I also don't know how mentally stable the girl is because did you see that video from a couple months ago when she's like 
rambling on and on about all the famous men that she bedded or could have bedded? Nope. I honestly haven't been following this story as if I, I really haven't been following many stories. I've just been so... Yeah, I don't follow many either. <laughs> I'm so boring. I, I don't know anything. I, I, I Trust me, I get it. I'm, I'm waiting way. for you all to inform me about things. Twitter. <laughs> My fucking... Um, Today I was assigned a little, uh, a little, a double XL story that was that said "Little Mosey disses Little Tekka," and I'm like, "Who? Oh, I feel who? cool. I know them. I know both of them. <laughs> I just know the names. Bruh, and like, I, uh, Little Mosey's cute though. He was he was one of the um, contenders for the freshman. freshman, or he was a freshman. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. A freshman. yeah, yeah, yeah. I realized that when I was doing, I'm like, oh yeah, he's duh. like a little Chris Brown uh, type, and they have a song together. We have the cover. We have the cover in our kitchen, and I somehow and then Little Tekka the does that song it. "Ransom," and I know that, and he had that really funny genius video where he's breaking down his lyrics, and literally, like after every lyric, he's like, "Yeah, that's not true." Like, I have a girlfriend. I've never held the gun before. I don't even have my driver's license, <laughs> and I'm just like. Uh, I didn't. I never heard the song or saw the video, but he's fucking seventeen with braces. And no, glasses. I know it's so funny. He's like literally like basically admitting like it, it just sounds catchy. Like I, none of the lyrics are true. That is fucking hilarious. Which reminds me, we got to get back to our genius adjacent. We need to get back to a lot of things. We need to get back into the studio. <laughs> we need to get back with our crew. We need payback on so the west coast. More. There's lots of things that we need to get uh, back to. Bruh, at least like it gave me definite human interaction once a week at the bare minimum, you know, that we, okay, <laughs> we would go record this that, podcast. Like you kind of don't make sense though, because you were with people all week. You were not even here. You were traveling or you were traveled. I know, but like it, it was different. I don't know how to Where describe you, What were you that. doing? You, you went to, you did um, a lot of things, right? Yeah, I went to I went to Jersey slash New York for the week because my mentor's book was dropping. It's out now. Uh, God Save the Queens by Kathy Eondely, available on all book places: Amazon, Barnes and Noble. I'm so excited to read it. I don't know what else. Oh my god, it's it's so good. It's fucking like. Th- I honestly didn't really understand or or know what to expect. I guess when I was going to read it, and it just puts me on it puts you the reader on to so fucking much like I had no idea that um I don't know there's just so many fucking things like you know when Cool Herc threw that party in the Bronx in August 1977 that like really launched hip-hop or whatever it was his fucking sister that it was her idea to throw the fucking party because she wanted to buy some clothes so really like yes it was his jams that like got the party going and stuff like by that, a woman but Exactly, little known fact that it was a woman behind it. Those are are like such like Forrest Gump moments too, because like you, like I always think about this. You have no idea like the shit that like your friends are throwing, or like you know the events that your friends have, or whatever. Like they could could be really huge. Like she she just wanted some clothes for a party, and then you know ended up starting this whole cultural movement. That's insane so fucking cool yes and then like you know the Roxanne wars and all these like um 
diss tracks from women back to men in, in, in the 80s when it was like so hard for any woman to get on and how Roxanne Shantae was just a young girl, 15, 16 years old, like literally being moved around by these grown men and her manager, Fly Ty, had to actually get guardianship papers over her to be able to move her across state lines for performances and shit like that. It's just so much cool little fun facts. And um, it's escaping me right now. I want to say Debbie D, but one of these early female rappers as well, that was, um, you know, like there was a few hip hop movies in the, in the eighties, wild styles and another one beach street. And it was one of the two that she was in that the one before it with all the, you know, these amazing people. And it's a, it's a, a, a cultural iconic movie everyone got paid up front a couple hundred dollars maybe a thousand dollars and that was it for that one movie and the movie you know it's a cult classic so it still makes a lot of money in residuals and stuff but no one that appeared in that movie got any residuals because that wasn't the contracts that they signed up for so then debbie d is going to appear in the second similar movie to that and so you know they convinced the director to let them get in it and all this stuff her and her group and so she's working at a law firm at the time you know like not a high up position or anything. Her boss is obviously a lawyer. So she tells her boss like, yo, I got a movie role, like, you know, whatever. And the boss was like, all right, it's cool. I'm gonna let you do it. But I need to speak to the director of the film first. And she was like, all right, fine. So she lets her boss speak to the director. The shit happens. It's cool. So she comes on set a couple days later and they hand her paperwork. Like they're like, here, you got to sign this. And she's like, what is this? And they were like, it's to get you paid residuals. So her boss, her lawyer boss, knew and got every person that appeared in that movie every rapper got residuals from that movie because of that phone call from her boss like shit like that i never you know what i mean it's so fucking cool to be able to learn yeah yes yes it's it's literally full of stories like that and it's so those stories are so important too because this is like the first book that really probably chronicles all of this in one place where you can it is it is the first book confirmed and i think about that a lot too Mm -hmm. like if no one shares these stories and if we don't write them down or if we don't tell them on a podcast like they're literally just gonna get forgotten or overlooked so it's so important to have you know historians and like writers document what went on what's going on just so that in the future like we have access to that and we like know like the roots or like where shit comes from exactly so um get it out in stores now god save the queens we're gonna have kathy on i am praying that her la run which is the third week of november that we get our believe, shit together will coincide Yes, with Dash being back open because I really want to get her in the studio. But if not, I will just get some studio space in New York and do it with her there. Um, but we will be speaking to her by the year's end. Um, I've also been speaking to Passport Cuddy oh, about yeah. getting her on the okay. show too. She reached out to me because uh, she had asked her followers who to collaborate with in LA and everyone told her me. So we've actually been texting, um, but we weren't able to coordinate because while she was in LA, I was in New Jersey. So we are going to try to link back up before the end of the year to get that on the calendar to make that happen for you guys. I fucking love her. I used to tweet her all the time in like 2012. Um, but yeah, so I was in New York to answer your original question. I was in New York, New Jersey to celebrate her, um, book release and it ended up that it was on the same night and same venue as Guap Dad's album release. So that worked out because Guap Dad was on floor one and two and Kathy was on floor three. So I was able to just bounce up and down between both parties. And it was very, very funny because while we were upstairs on Kath- at Kathy's party, 
stragglers from Guap's party would like come walking upstairs thinking that <laughs> all three floors were for him. And you can very, very, very much tell the difference between a defining soiree. <laughs> Drinking wine and shit. And then a guap dad <laughs> Literally, exactly. It was literally wine sponsored. <laughs> and then downstairs at guap it's fucking like bell exactly so and the kids were coming upstairs dressed head to toe in supreme you know like we're like yeah you don't know kathy <laughs> so that was funny so yeah she had a couple of events and um you know i saw my family i saw my dad took him out to breakfast for his birthday and i saw my mom went shopping with her and so the you know it was really just kind of i mean it was mostly for kathy and really just to see people i wanted to do fall activities too the point was also for me and danielle to like go to hay rides and shit like that i was gonna say did you accomplish any of that because i ain't seen the pics literally nothing i've done nothing halloween related this year except for go to that halloween pop-up and that was weeks ago so (laughs) maybe next year you know well there's tomorrow but i'm more than likely just gonna i don't want to do shit i don't want to do shit i could give less fucks everybody's tweeting about like Halloween lasts forever this year. Can't have so many costumes. I'm like, really? Not for me. <laughs> yeah. The most I did was get um, my nails painted like the dress from Sally in Nightmare Before Christmas, which they're very cool. And tomorrow, which you guys will get this podcast, so it should coincide with my Instagram post. I am posting my pictures from the Halloween pop-up, and one of the swipes will include my Sally-inspired nails by Killakami in Inglewood. So if you haven't already seen them on my stories or on my Twitter, you will see them tomorrow and I will tag her. So if you are in the LA area and you need a new nail tech, Cami is your girl and she is fucking fire. On that note, we are at an hour and three minutes. I pr- Let us say a little baby prayer that this audio is good. Dear audio gods, um, we love you and we hope that you bless us with great audio and clear skin. In Jesus <laughs> Amen. Name. Amen. I don't know what that Pastor <laughs> um, has for us, but <laughs> I guess that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta end on a good word. Can I get an amen? Um, I love you guys. Email us, meiapodcast at gmail.com. I have not checked the email in a minute, so sorry if you've emailed us. And message us at Marissa Explains on Instagram and Twitter and individually at Marissa Mendez with one S and at Joyce Adams with a Z at the end on both platforms. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.